Welcome to There She Rose podcast. This is your host, Jamie C., and I am the owner and founder of Rising Wolf. Rising Wolf offers soulful guidance for mompreneurs who are ready to go deep and take action in their business. Claim your greatest work by clearing out the thoughts that no longer serve you so you can create a life of freedom, joy, and expansion. Shift away from feelings of inadequacy and doubt and be equipped with the tools that empower you to rise. Welcome to There She Rose Podcast. This is your host, Jamie C. And I want to start by giving you so much gratitude for being here, for listening wherever you are today, whether you are in the best headspace and just full of light and gratitude and everything is just like fucking awesome. I'm so happy for you. If you are in a headspace where you're feeling burnt out and a little disconnected, I'm sending you so much love to find peace and healing and joy. And I'm hoping that today's content is going to give you some tools to feel a little bit better any place you're at mentally. And know that, you know what, these feelings, all the feelings that you might be feeling are all okay. I think, you know, assigning neutrality to your emotions and just saying, hey, I get to choose how I navigate this feeling and not getting lost in it. I actually saw a TikTok the other day. It was um, by a, a therapist who had said, you know, treating your negative emotions or lower vibrational emotions like house guests. They're invited to come in and hang out for a little while, but they're not invited to stay forever. And I think that is something that can be talked about more often and, and navigating those heavier feelings and emotions and knowing that you're not a bad person or there's nothing wrong with you for experiencing them. And it would be uh, almost impossible to, to never not feel different emotions than just joy and happiness and gratitude. You know, welcome to the human experience where we feel all the fucking feelings here. And so again, assigning neutrality to them is always really super important. And that if you're feeling really heavy right now, if you are feeling pissed or angry or despondent or just whatever experience that you're having right now, welcome it, sit with it, be with it, explore it, and then it'll go just sometimes as fast as it came, as long as you're sitting with it and allowing it to be instead of pushing it away or maybe being angry with yourself that you're experiencing it, sit with it. Like, so for example, this morning, I'm feeling a little burnt out right now. There's just some things going on in all of my businesses right now that just require more of me. And there's different seasons to every you know, to my businesses. And sometimes I need to be doing a little bit more work than normal and that's okay. Um, I'm experiencing like the ebb and flow of entrepreneurship and motherhood. And I got to be honest, when I'm feeling burnt out, instead of being like, oh, why do I feel this way? Or I wish I had more energy. I wish I was sleeping better. I just sit there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to be in it. Right now I'm feeling this. Right now I'm feeling this. And I'm going to allow it to be. And then when I sit with it and I allow it in and I have some experience of acceptance with the experience that I'm navigating currently, things just feel a little easier, right? Just a level of acceptance that like at this moment, I'm a little fucking tired, <laughs> um, but I'm still really 
grateful, but my body is tired. My mind is a little tired. And something that um, I wanted to talk about with you today, again, assigning neutrality to your emotions and sitting with your feelings just for a moment without judgment, without shame or attachment to what you should be feeling instead, is I want to talk about something that keeps coming up with my coaching students. And, And sometimes I have to like veer off a little bit with my podcast topics because if it keeps coming up, the universe, God divine is telling me to talk about it more. And so today I'm just going to have an open conversation. Um, There's nothing scripted about this conversation. There is nothing like I don't have any topics. It's literally just what has been coming up for my students and how we're navigating through it. So uh, for those of you who don't know, I used to have a really terrible money story. And for those of you who can identify with that or have some weird, icky kind of feelings around money, uh, girl, I am there with you. I used to have a terrible money story, terrible. Um, And so it it was activated in two different ways. So the interesting thing about this and was that um, my money story was actually created again with the way I was raised and then again with money trauma. So for example, the first uh, money story that was kind of embedded into my neural network was the way I was raised by my parents. They were, I mean, they are, they are incredible people and know that their money story is often not their own either. And I think that's always so important to know is that did I want to continue carrying that story? And the answer was no, I don't want to carry that story anymore. But it's important to know where it originated and maybe where that story originated from and and how many ancestral ties that I'm actually removing when I decide that I no longer want to carry that story. So my parents were um, both didn't go to college and they... Um, I think they made a certain amount of money and felt safe with that. We were able, we were comfortable, right? We didn't struggle um, too, too much, but, you know, we weren't, you know, wildly wealthy um, beyond in any means. Um, and I, I remember hearing like this is essentially my ma- my mind curated this belief of that existence of my experience that this is who we are. And if you make more than this, then you are not going to be seen the same way as your family. Therefore, you will not be loved or accepted. Whether that was true or not, uh, to my child brain and belief system and subconscious, that's what it curated. Again, a lot of times our belief systems are illusions. I mean, almost all the time they are an illusion. And that was my illusion of truth was if I made more than my parents made collectively, then I'm or even uh, there was an actual a barrier point because I remember with my second business that I created, I had someone, a friend of mine who was also an entrepreneur and she came up to me, she goes, Jamie, this is an amazing idea. You could seriously become a millionaire with this. And my first initial response was disgust. I was like, ugh, no, that's not me. And that was like the first aha moment. She's like, what do you mean? But that's not you. She goes, well, don't you know that like the more money you make means like the more people you've helped. And like that was like the first sense of curiosity for me and like barriers that I needed to break down because I was inherently going to um, stop myself from helping people. So then the second uh, definite big block for me was when I decided to go out on my own the first time and go out on my own and, and become an entrepreneur. Um, I, I had a very quote unquote safe paying job. Again, I was broke as shit. So, but it was, I mean, it was predictable income. I think that's what it was. It wasn't, um, with an, being an entrepreneur, you have to curate your own 
finances. And there's a, a level of responsibility that you carry and only you alone on the money that you bring in. And as a mom, that's a lot of pressure to go from maybe like a nine to five or a commission paying job where like it's reliable. It's, you know, even though it's not a lot um, or you may be struggling financially, it's still a level of safety and predictability. Um, so that being said, when I decided to go out on my own, I was kind of banking on my last paycheck. Again, I was a hairstylist at the time. I mean, I'm still a hairstylist, but just not actively behind the chair. Uh, so I was an active hairstylist behind the chair at the time. I decided to go out on my own. I was going to rent a chair for the first time ever, um, and I was no longer going to be an employee. So that being said, I had uh, given my letter of resignation, and I had two weeks of uh, money that I was banking on with my last two weeks of clients that was going to help me pay for my first month's rent. And essentially what ended up happening is um, my boss at the time had called me and told me never to come back. And again, I was with this company for maybe almost a decade and all the relationships had just ended quickly. I didn't have any money. Um, and again, it was it was fixed in literally a day. Like it was not a big deal. Like I, I asked, I had to ask somebody for help, which um, is in some situations you have to do. So, um, but there was that moment of, uh, oh my God, what the fuck did I do to my family moment? And I didn't have any money to my name. I literally did not have a single thing. Um, so that moment of experiencing immense loss um, and not knowing what to do and panicking and knowing I had a, a baby to feed. Uh, my daughter was four months old at the time and I had a mortgage and a cell phone and, and, and a car payment and my husband was still working, but it was, it was still not enough money to pay our bills. So knowing that I had to really get scrappy, um, my nervous system and my brain experienced a, a very traumatic experience. So when I thought, um, basically the neural network that was created at that moment was if I work really hard, then I won't lose everything. And so again, I was battling two different stories, a traumatic experience and a, and a story that I was taught, um, which feel different in my body, right? So as I'm navigating uh, being on my own at this time, I'm renting a chair, I'm, I'm ringing people out. I had no idea what to charge people. I had immense anxiety talking about budget or money, anything. And I also had really little to no self-worth. So the idea of, of money or bank accounts or saving or being frugal or uh, being financially free was so far from my stratosphere of understanding. And it took me years to rebuild it. And first off, to acknowledge it and not have shame around it. Because at that point, I didn't understand um, the subconscious. I didn't understand my nervous system. I didn't understand stories that I've been told or traumatic experiences and how they played a part in my everyday life. And I ended up toxic hustling for a little while. Um, I wasn't working extremely long hours, but I was always mentally thinking about work. It never left my mind. I was always constantly worried, right? So I had no trust in the universe. I had no trust in God. I had no trust in the divine that I was being guided and protected. I was just this walking wound all the time. And I remember like... Um, really being like really believing in myself at one point it's it was like the light bulb went off and i i kept realizing that there's more opportunities to be had so at this point i started moving towards being able to um start teaching people what i knew 
So I'm going to share with you a very brief story, and then I'm going to go into some things that I'm helping my students navigate on how to change their money story and to calm down their nervous system, because this is one huge, if not one of the main reasons that people are not able to scale in their business is because of a deep-seated story in their mind. And so I, I, re I recognized in myself that I had an ability to share what I knew. Uh, so at this time, there, there was not a lot of education for hairstylists at that time that was digitally based. So I decided to film and record uh, my first digital course. Um, I had hired my uh, sister to help me um, and my business manager at the time, which was actually just like somebody that I, her name is Ashley, but I actually hired her to help me um, start client communication, all of these other things. So she was helping me on the back end of, of doing this. Again, I had no fucking idea what I was doing, but I was like, it's going to work out. It's just going to be fine. And so I didn't do any like proper marketing, but I like put my energy out there that I was going to be doing this and it was very well received. Um, and I was really excited about it and I kept talking about it and how, um, how much people were going to learn from it and how I was excited about, uh, being able to offer something like this. And, um, I remember launch day very clearly. Uh, I, I hired a, a, a friend of mine to do some digital workbooks and they weren't ready in time, which meant the videos were ready, but the workbooks weren't ready at the day of the launch. And I was like, fine, fuck it. We're just going to get scrappy. It's going to be fine. They'll get the workbooks later. I've you know, been determined to this date, it's fine. They're going to get it just maybe not today, but maybe tomorrow. And it's going to be fine. They're going to have so much education to dive into. And I remember almost feeling like I was going to shit my pants. Um, my, my like intestines were so fucking stressed out. Um, I remember my mom actually came over and she was so stressed out for me that she actually spent the majority of the day in the bathroom. And I'm like, mom, you're supposed to be here to, to help me. <laughs> Sorry, mom, if you're listening. Um, so ended up at the end of the day, fast forward to launch the end of launch day. And I am sobbing, sobbing because I've already experienced two people saying to me, um, this is, you just stick to doing hair behind the chair. This is the worst thing I've ever experienced. And I remember thinking it's not though, like, this is really good. Like this is really good. And I remember knowing at that point, again, not knowing about projection or perception or that that was just their experience and not who I was. But then I was getting the flooding in of like, oh my God, this is incredible. And then the good outweighed the bad, but the bad was still very big in my body. Um, and at the end of that day, I had generated $15,000 in revenue. When I tell you this was the biggest amount of money I'd ever experienced my entire life, I, I was maybe making, at that point, behind the chair, maybe $800 max at that time, $800 max a day, 800 max. And that was obviously you know, a very good day, a very, very good day. And like sometimes, some days I was making $200. So it was very unpredictable. So in one day to receive what I had, I, I couldn't even fathom the fact that that had happened. I remember crying on my couch, sobbing. My husband was crying with me. My, uh, my dad was crying. My mom was crying. Like it was this change your life fucking moment. And I remember thinking like, what if I lose it all at the same moment? And I was like, what is happening? Like I, I was in this pull of so much gratitude, but in this, 
the depths of fear because I, I had experienced the trauma. I'd experienced the stories of like, the stories were battling the current reality. And the reality was, is that my life had just changed. That was the reality, but my was sucked back into this old story in my past. And that continued to happen. It continued to happen until I learned that I could change the story, where the stories were coming from, why they were there in the first place. And that I would always think it was never enough because I was always afraid of losing it. I was in a place of deep lack. So for example, think about it. It didn't matter how much money I had coming in. I never thought it was enough. I always thought that it was going to leave. I always thought that I would be inevitably broke and scared and lonely and fucked up, that I would have made the biggest mess ever. And I was traumatized. I was scared of, I was kept working to make more money just to be afraid of having it. And I don't know if you identify with this or maybe your story is different or maybe you just think it's impossible to make more money, but whatever your story is, it's okay. Like I've realized that that story is an illusion and it's not my identity and it's not who I have to be. I was choosing it again and again and again. And the moment you decide you want to choose something different, you can. And it starts with rebuilding that relationship. Oftentimes we have these stories of, I, I wish I had more, but I wish I didn't have to have it. And a lot of the times the way that I approach rebuilding your relationship is thinking about it as that, just as such a relationship, building this, this, this paper as a human, a living, breathing human. And think about the way that you think about money. Think about the way that you talk about it and, and act around it and behave with it or you're overspending or you're you know hoarding it or um, afraid to make it or afraid to lose it. Think about that in relationship to an actual person. Just for a moment, without shame, without judgment, the way you think about it are you afraid to look at your bank account? Are you afraid? Because that basically is saying to that relationship, I'm afraid of you. And would you imagine that the way that you would think about this person, the way that you would think about um, money as a person, right? As a living, breathing human, would they want to be in your life more? If you were always afraid of having more of them, but feeling like you need them, wishing that they, you didn't need them, but that you needed to have them right? Recognizing that that relationship, if we want to have a healthy, abundant relationship, that it starts with the way that we think about it. And again, that the majority of your relationship with this is an illusion. It's a story that we keep choosing again and again. And the beautiful thing about your mind and the self-power that you have and stepping into your higher self and becoming the rising wolf is choosing to become the author of your life, choosing a new story and how empowering it is to say, I have a new choice and I am choosing it. And you cannot decide to have this new life. You cannot decide to say, I want this. I want this new life. I want to have a different thing without definitively making the choice. So the first step is making the choice, recognizing that maybe there's work to be done and that maybe it might feel a little heavy at first. It may feel a little weird in your body. You may have some panic. You may have some fear, but know that that's all an illusion. It is a, your body has been trained 
so thoughts are the, the thoughts that you think about money are essentially the language of the mind. And then that language of the mind and inevitably trains the body to feel the feelings. And sometimes it takes just seeing something to have a nervous reaction because the thoughts are are scanning through your hippocampus and your memory bank of, of what you've experienced before. And it's constantly going to react. So know that those feelings in your body are just an alarm system, a memorized pattern. And it has no power over you unless you allow it to. Because you immediately can say, I'm recognizing this. I need to now calm down my nervous system. Put your wrists under ice cold water. Go move your body. Do some deep breathing and tap into awareness. The way that I love tapping into awareness is I take my two fingers, pointer and middle finger. I put them together and I tap my forehead, like where my third eye, right in the middle of my forehead. And I start staring at something and I said, I am wildly aware. I am wildly aware. And I start moving my awareness into a different part of my brain. I'm no longer living in the backdrop subconscious part. I am, or the robot brain, as I like to call it. I am in full success awareness mode. A lot of times I'll stare at a tree. I'll stare at a plant. I'll stare at something that is a living, breathing thing um, that doesn't have too much movement to it. So usually it's a plant, um, something that actually has life to it. And I embed all of my awareness into it. And my brain starts to calm down. I put my wrists under ice cold water. I change my state of being and I say, okay, I'm going to sit with that feeling, recognize it, allow myself to be with it instead of trying to push it away or resist it because that's where the battle begins is when you resist it, when you're fighting it, don't fight it, surrender to it. It is not going to kill you. It'll just be a temporary state of discomfort. And when you don't give it the power and you don't feed into it and you succumb to it, it lessens. It realizes that, oh, okay, well, maybe, I, maybe I'm not going to feel immense. Maybe I, maybe I don't belong here. Maybe her body isn't in fight or flight mode, but it's in awareness mode. So I'd love to continue this conversation. I actually have a workbook um, for rebuilding your relationship with money. And you're going to be seeing some more offerings for me in the future from this. I have a lot of fun things that are going to be happening in uh, the next month and two that I'm so excited for you to be a part of. Um, but yes, get started with that and know that what we talked about today, again, is assign neutrality to your feelings. You get to choose whether they're good or bad. You get to choose whether you want to be with it or not. Don't fight it. Sit with it. Allow it in and surrender to the experience and tap into wild awareness. Know that the stories and the trauma that you experienced are experiences that you have been a part of. But the moment we say, I am not this because of this, you step out of the victim mode and you step into your power and you say, I am no longer a victim. I am no longer allowing this past experience to dictate my future, to dictate my life. I am no longer a victim. I am the author of my life. I get to choose. 
how I want to live my life. I am no longer this way because of my relationship with my past or with my mom or with money or my experiences or the people that have left me or the people that have been removed from my life. I am, I am the chooser. I get to choose. I have the power. I am this because I say so, not because of the experiences that I have been a part of. And separating yourself from those experiences. And then deciding to think about money as a person. And even the word money, changing that to something different. So for example, think of it as a name. For one of my clients, it's Jasmine. (laughs) And she's uh, thought of her as an entirely new person. Um, And then the bank account, uh, my bank account name is the giving tree. And I give it gratitude every time I look at it, no matter, regardless of what the number is, because the number doesn't matter. That is also an illusion um, of, and it's not uh, something that is going to give me safety. It's something that helps me expand and helps my family. And regardless of the number, my perception of big or small does not matter. As long as I am chasing joy and living in my purpose, becoming the author of my life and taking inspired action and knowing that nothing is holding me back from doing the things that I need to do, the byproduct of that is abundance in all shapes and forms, experiences, income, um, love. It's all here and it's all waiting for you. All right, my love, go on and dive into that workbook. Um, I'd love for you to reach out to me or uh, find me at the Rising Wolf. Um, Any resources or coaching uh, services that you are interested in. And also, if you would love, if this podcast has been helping you, I want you to energetically give back. Write a review, even if it's just a love this or something that has actually helped put that out into the world put it out into the world that this has helped. That is the energy of give and receive, give and receive. You have received something, give back. If it in fact has helped in some way, I am sending you love from the depths of my soul and my heart, knowing that you, my friend are becoming the author of your life. You've got this mama. Keep on going. I'll see you now in the next episode. Bye-bye for now.